Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, welcome to a very long overdue episode of Interview with a GigTuber. We got Pedro Santiago. What's going on, man? Hey, nice to meet you, Chad. Yeah, I I just uh, discovered you. Well, not just discovered you. I mean, I've, I've been watching you for a few weeks or so, and I think I, I think I found you through DoorDash Dad because every time he was doing a live stream, I would see you in there. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna check yeah. this guy out, and I checked you yeah. out. And I'm like, oh, he's he's does videos too. Because I thought you were just somebody who commented, and then uh, sure, yeah. And I was just uh, the last day or two, I was looking at your channel. And it looks like you like pretty much Thank just you. started YouTube like a few months ago. And like the whole bunch of videos you made at first were like 30 seconds or something. And mm-hmm. now you're up to like 30 minutes. Yeah. Did, like yeah, how is the evolution? How did that happen? You know, um, I started eight weeks ago, give or take a couple of days. Um, I never, I, I don't do social media. I just started doing this gig stuff and like my girlfriend told me like hey you know you told me about all these stories and all all the things you go through and I did Uber rideshare last year and I was like I always tell people like man if I had a camera like I could show people this crazy stuff and it's awesome stuff and like one day I was doing dashing and I was like you know what I'm just gonna a scenario came up I think about a stacked order and I was like oh this is silly like why and I just did it and it was real quick and then it started evolving to like I'm just gonna like record things that happen and then mm-hmm. at the end of every day I kind of edit it and put it together, put the clips together and that's it. And sometimes they're 15 minutes, sometimes they're 30 or so. And it's just me doing my thing, talking about scenarios and trying to help people out. So, Yeah. What part of uh, St. Louis do you dash and live in the same zone or do you go? No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I feel very lucky. St. Louis isn't a really big city. It's big enough, but I got, zones for days man i can literally i could turn on this is my dash phone i could turn this on right now and get an order in like 30 seconds so my proximity to where i dash is very close it's i'm like less than a mile away from where i dash i'm looking i I just brought up a map of st louis on google maps here like what if you if you want to say like what kind of what neighborhood absolutely yeah um full transparency man i dash in what's called Webster Groves. So when you turn on okay, the app, yeah, yeah. zones, I dash Webster Groves, uh, Melville zones right south of me. And then a little bit north is downtown. Sometimes I'm in downtown. Mm-hmm. And a little bit west of that would be Creve Core or not Creve Core, uh, City Clayton. So predominantly I'm in Webster Groves. Uh, I'm about a mile or so, not even a mile from what's called South Grand. And there's that's my strip right next to Tower Grove Park. Uh, and I, I go is west of like Hampton. So I'm pretty much in between Hampton and, and South Grand. And uh, there's a lot of good locally owned spots um, that I like to dash for. And then the big corporate ones too, but that's my spot. And I stay there probably, I would say 80% of my dashes are done in that five mile radius. I should have opened with this, like just kind of get the, the basics or the vitals or whatever. So like, how old are you? Where are you from? Are you married? Do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 
I have one. I'm not married. I was married, but not married anymore. I have a girlfriend currently. I have a daughter that is uh, almost 20 years old. She'll be 20 this year. And when I oh, tell wow. people I have a, yeah, almost 20 year old, they freak out. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I had a kid kind of young. Um, yeah. So that's, those are some of the stats right there. So. And what did you do before DoorDash and gig jobs? So for the longest, I mean, for almost 20 years, I worked in the restaurant industry. So I managed, I served, bartended, managed. I was a director of food and beverage at a casino. That was my last job. So I've been F&B basically my whole life. I love it. Loved it. Um, I've been doing gig work since last January. Um, I started doing it just to help pay for a trip that I didn't want to like go dip into savings or anything. I'm like, you know what? You know, I used to take Uber like rideshare as a passenger before I had a vehicle and it was convenient. I said, let me sign up for Uber and I'll do Uber. I did it and became addicted to it. I'd work 10, 11 hour days at my regular job. And then I'd gig, I would do Uber rideshare at night. So one, two, three in the morning, make good money. I like people. So like I was, it was my thing. And then the pandemic hit and then I really started doing like DoorDash. And then I went back to work at the casino because the casino closed for two months. And uh, then I, I just, I was doing both. And then I, I just liked it. The money was good. I liked it. Um, and then it became where I was like, you know what? Like, I got to start betting on me. My channel is about betting on you, setting goals one day at a time. I said, there's, a, there's a, a need for the local small business guy in my market to not have to pay these exuberant charges that the third parties charge. And I thought, you know what? Like, I can help these guys and help myself. And then I just took a, I took a leap of faith, man, and I've been doing full-time DoorDash since January, and yep. I've been doing the YouTube stuff just for the last eight weeks. So, so you've been doing – well, you've been doing DoorDash full-time since January because I, I saw yeah. – you, like, you just crossed 3,000 lifetime deliveries on uh, DoorDash? Yes. Is that, that just did, this year or – I did a little bit of DoorDash last year when I was doing the Uber rideshare, but I think I only had – I had 400 deliveries – uh, so I've done 2,600 deliveries since January. Oh, okay. Yeah. What kind yeah. of car do so you I, drive? I have a uh, 2016 Ford Escape. Okay. So nothing, that, nothing fancy, but it work. You know, it works for me. So. Is that a uh, eight seater or is that a six seater? No, it's an Escape. It's a. Uh, I. It's really. I just. I guess you can fit five people in there. Yeah. Okay. You can get three back to the front uber xl or whatever it's called uh i did uber xl is what it was yeah, yeah. i think that's the the basic one yeah and uh i liked it man like i picked up two people today i did ride share i'm all to app sometimes and there's a promo in my okay. market so i yeah i've been picking up people lately and i enjoy it yeah so i, ha I haven't i, like it. I it's funny because i started out doing uber too this was like back in 2017 Mm -hmm. um and I, like i would just do it i didn't even need the money i just did it on the weekends because i was bored <laughs> sure and, yeah and I was, this is back when i lived in lakeland which is about halfway between tampa and orlando actually it's closer to tampa but um mm -hmm. uh and i would always like there's nothing to do in lakeland um and so like i always like there's a bunch of colleges there and like so a lot of times like it's like eight o'clock on a friday or saturday and either i pick up a bunch of college kids who are going to tampa or orlando yeah. Or um, I'm picking up people who they came from Orlando or to or Tampa to Lakeland because there's a bunch of like uh, like 
ethnic rest like not chain restaurants like you know exclusive uh type places like that in lakeland mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and i would take them all the way back to tampa orlando and then i would you know drive around there yeah um, but and, and inevitably i went wound up at disney world too and it's fun doing those types of rides when like the tourists when they're you know happy in a good mood oh yeah i don't know the like tourists, do you get it, a lot of tourists where you are or you know I, i've done some um i've done some i've done last year i did i'm at almost 900 uber rideshare trips from last january till now mm -hmm. i did a bulk of them last year in a very short amount of time um, but we get some touristy people and i, I like those trips because People ask questions and you're driving them. Usually you're driving them to a restaurant. You're driving them to the arch. You're driving them to Union Station, the Forest Park, the zoo. And, you know, like I know a lot about about these places. So you get to talk to them. You know, you usually get a good tip from tourists, like in my in my experience. And they're enjoy like they're enjoyable rides. And usually they're not really long rides. Um, so I enjoy those a lot. Like I yeah. like picking up the passengers that actually want to talk a little bit. It makes the trip go by quicker. It's not awkward. Um, and typically when you're having good conversations with people, you're learning something, you're going to get a tip, probably a good rating. So I like those kind of rides. Uh, you mentioned the uh, college kids and you know, I picked up a lot of kids from bars. I've done a lot yeah. of late night. Like, yeah, I got some crazy stories, man. Like, you're, I mean, you have anybody I, uh, honk in your car? <laughs> what do you mean honk? Like what? Like, Throw uh, up. Oh, no, no, no. I've never. I'm going to knock on some wood. I've never had that. Um, I would say I've had things worse than that. I, you know, really? I've had like, yeah, I've had, um, that's pretty bad, but I've had like a little kid, a mom had like a couple little kids and they, they like, I don't know what substance they left in my backseat, but it was something. And it looked like it was either like some kind of milky substance or I don't know if it was like the baby's, I don't know what it was. Spit up or, yeah. yeah, I reported it. And then I kind of felt bad because they, they got, they charged them like 200 bucks. Like oh, that wow. day I got $200 in my account. Yeah. But it was bad. I wouldn't have charged. I wouldn't have reported it if they would have said something, but like I literally, they got out the car with all their stuff. And then I look in the back and there's just all this stuff in the backseat. It was crazy. But I picked up um, these two like preppy guys from actually from world of beer in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, like it went totally fine. And then I, I'm heading like this was in Tampa and like they took me about halfway home and then I picked somebody else up and I had the direction what's a des uh, destination filter turned on mm -hmm. and I pick up these two girls from a bar and they get in and like as soon as they get in they're like oh my god what is that and I'm like what's what and like they show me and like the you know how in the back seat there's handles up here yeah uh -huh. um there was like blood all over it and oh, I'm like, wow. I was like, that's, I'm like, I had no idea where it came from. And luckily at the time I had a night vision interior dash cam in my car mm -hmm. and I had to go through the whole evening. And I was like, I don't remember anybody like complaining, you know, that their hand hurt or anything. And then yeah, yeah. I had to go through the whole footage and I found footage of the guy holding the handle and like, you couldn't, I mean, it was really hard to see, but I submitted it to Uber. Yeah. And I got like a hundred or $150 cleaning fee wow. or something. And wow. Yeah. And it was, that was, it was so weird though. It's like, how's this dude, his hands all bloodied, but he's just like, he didn't say anything. Though. Like I, yeah. you know, I have a first aid kit. If you, 
<laughs> you want to he was probably well he was probably did you pick him up from a bar or something like that yeah but or... they were like totally quiet and fine they weren't like you know wild weird. you know that's but... weird yeah that that see that would those those kind of i could be a forgiving person like if you tell me what's going on oh i'm bleeding oh my god i'm so sorry i'm not gonna even report it i'll just probably clean it up and call it a day but yeah. if you're not gonna say something that's kind of rude you know I showed that my sister's a nurse. I showed her a picture and she's like, oh, my God, make sure you wear a mask and gloves and you clean that up. You could get hepatitis. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen on my channel some of my really old videos. That, um, they're, actually, the oldest one that's on there now is called a very sexy Uber ride. And it's actually with that that night vision <laughs> so dash up. cam. And it's these yeah, girls I... <laughs> that it's basically it's like the beginning of like a porn almost. Um, <laughs> so I didn't. So so I saw it in my recommendations. Because when I subbed to you, I, I hadn't clicked on it yet, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's probably pretty interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've got some, yeah, man. I've, yeah, check it out. I mean, I've it's pick, only I've like three minutes. I'm going to check, I'll check it out. But I've picked up some crazy, I've got, if I would have had, if I would have had done these kind of videos a year ago, uh-huh. I mean, I don't even know, like I would have some views, man. I got like some stories, like I, it, it's just crazy the, the amount of things I've done and t- pick people I've picked up and like the things I've seen and people what they've said and like I mean it's just it's nuts St. Louis man like it there's yeah. a lot the demographic here is very wide I picked up people from all different kinds of backgrounds and and like I mean I picked up I share one this is a very PG one I got some crazy ones I picked up a lady she basically was passed out on my car for probably about 45 minutes completely intoxicated her friend was there with her. Her friend left her mm-hmm. and left her with me in a car. And she's completely blackout drunk, passed out. It took me, mm-hmm. she's passed out for 45 minutes. I, I didn't want to call the cops. She what she didn't know where she lived. Like the one friend dropped off. Like it was like a mess. She finally wakes up and I get her where she needs to go. But like, it was scary. People put there's so much trust in like strangers. It's, it's really rather remarkable when you think about yeah. it, but. You know, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons I stopped doing, uh, Uber and Lyft is just, well, and I started doing Instacart and I was like making so much more money and driving like Mm -hmm. maybe a quarter, maybe a third of the miles. And I was like, Oh, doing delivery is so much better. I don't have to deal with all these drunk people. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, Let's talk about like DoorDash because that's that's your main gig. So like I mean, yeah. you just said you do Uber once in a while. So like, what things are you doing one, yeah. currently? DoorDash, I do DoorDash and Uber. That's it. I did Postmates a little bit last year. I didn't like that. I've never done Lyft or any Grubhub. It's, DoorDash is basically ninety five percent of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you do I Uber just Eats. Really, I do a little bit of Uber Eats. I don't like it as much, man. I, maybe it's just because I'm not familiar with it. Um, I've done some, I did some today. I just, mm-hmm. I'm so used to DoorDash and I've gotten so good at it that like, I was like, why even risk anything else? Like I just, yeah. just you know, DoorDash is my main thing, but the, the DoorDash app compared to the Uber Eats app is, it's so much better. And then like, yeah, like you mentioned Postmates. I, I did, I did Postmates uh, back in like 2018 when I first started doing gig work full time and postmates that was terrible i mean it's like they don't they don't give you a mileage they don't give you a payout i can't even believe it's well uber bought them out and Uber bought them out they're actually phasing out the postmates app for the riders and the drivers so everybody's going to uber eats which is going to be better for everybody like the uber eats app is it's better than postmates but it's not as good as doordash but yeah i agree with you 100 percent 
anybody ever did Postmates. I did it. So I did it because I, I didn't know any better. And I was like, let me just get all these apps and figure it out. I just want to make what I can. Right. And I didn't like it. And then they sent me some promo, like complete 100 deliveries and you get a certain amount. And it was a big amount of money. I want to say it was like a lot. I was like, let me just do it just to get the promo. And then after I got the promo, I didn't, I never did another delivery. And how then long? I un- Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, how long did, would you say that once you started, like you said, you started doing Uber and then DoorDash late last year? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's just talk about DoorDash. So like, how long were you doing DoorDash before you like really got comfortable with it? Like, oh, I yeah, get this that's a now. Good, that's a good, was that's it a like really a few question. days or a few weeks or? No, it was, when I was doing it last year, I never felt really, really confident in it. Uh, I felt really confident in like the Uber rideshare and like I got to platinum or di- I got the diamond status with Uber, but, and I felt really good about that. But I would say this year when I started doing it again in January, February, because I started doing, even in January, I was doing Uber. Um, I would say I started getting really confident in March. So really just recently, I got really confident in it because I started doing it like every day and I was doing it like eight or nine hours a day. Sometimes I'd push it and be like 12 hours. I wanted to make like 300 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it all day, you know, like 10 in the morning to like 11 at night or something. And I would say this March. So just in the last few months, I've gotten really comfortable dissecting orders, knowing the market, building relationships, knowing which merchants are slow, which ones are fast, knowing what area, what zone I wanted to do, knowing not to chase peak pay. Like mm-hmm. it, it just, in March, I kind of hit a stride and I was making mistakes, but I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to get good. And right now I feel like, I feel like I can take somebody in my market and I feel like I'm doing it now on a small level with the channel, but and I run into people that I've meeting on the, on the streets and like, I feel like I can take a brand new DoorDasher right now in my market and dash with them for a week and they'll make 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. Uh, and I feel confident. I feel confident about that. That's pretty um, nice. Just would by you- breaking, breaking down orders and dissecting them and stuff like that. So. Would you say like, is that your average hourly wage that's, is 30, that's my 30 bucks an hour? Or? That's my average. Yeah. So for wow. lunch, um, I'm, for lunch, I'm averaging between 20 or 25 Mm-hmm. And then for dinner, I get up to $35 um, wow. on, on average. Now that's not every day, but when I look at my whole week and I break the numbers down, that's my average. Yeah. 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 I, I do that too, where you kind of like take the whole thing and then like, cause there's yeah. certain days that it's like baller and certain, certain days where it's just dead as hell and Absol- even certain yeah. hours within the same day, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and there's going to be hours where, my peak might be 50 bucks for an hour or two and an hour. And those are really, really good ones. That's not normal, but you know, I have hours where I'm like making 15 bucks an hour. If it's like between two and 3 PM and I'm still out there and I keep it on, I might make 10 or 15 bucks, but hourly at my average is 30 bucks. So. Yeah. I was watching one of your videos uh, before we started and you were talking about how, if there's a peak, like you don't chase peak pay. Um, but around where I live, I can tell people do because I noticed that if peak pay around here is so much as a dollar, mm-hmm. I get like maybe two orders an hour, maybe, oh, maybe wow. one. Wow. Yeah. Because every time it says peak pay, every schmuck with a pulse <laughs> fires up their DoorDash app and is out yeah, there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. so, you're so right though. You're so right. And you know what? I used to be that schmuck. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll share a small story with you. I remember, um, this is with Uber because you can call peak pay. You can call it like a surge or whatever. There yeah. was one night, it was like 
I don't know, like midnight almost. And like, I turned on the Uber. I had already like did it all day. And like the, the surge was like $11. Right. Wow. And it was all in this, like, I knew the confine area, all these bars are getting ready to close. It's like, Oh my God, 11 bucks. I got to go get that money. And by the time I got there, it went it down to like a, it went down to like a buck and yeah. I didn't make anything. Right. But yeah, I don't chase peak pay. I've done it uh, with DoorDash. I find that it bring it brings out more dashers. And also sometimes I think it's important to know your area. And sometimes if you're chasing a peak and you don't know that merchant area and you don't know that clientele base, maybe you get a couple good orders, but you're gambling a little bit. So for me, I'd rather just stay in my area and, and know I can take those eight, nine dollar orders and do three or four of them in an hour versus mm-hmm. doing one fifteen dollar order in an hour, like I can make more without the peak pay. It's, you know, that's yeah. what my area tells me. So. Yeah. I, I've noticed that too, is that, and I said this, I, I, there's a lot of, without naming names, but there's a lot of clickbait. There's certain channels, like the whole channel is clickbait. And then there's other people who are like legit trying to help people. But yeah, I find either the thumbnail or the title or both is very clickbaity or it's just very vague. Mm-hmm. And it kind of mm-hmm. get these, you know, vague tips of like, you know, if there's peak pay out there, you know, you're going to make extra money. It's like, no, not necessarily, yeah. because like I just right. said, every time yeah. there's peak pay. Uh, but I mean, it, it probably depends on the market and stuff. So I found yeah. that I, I, I swear that I, I mean, I would have to go through my records to be sure. But I mean, it's just kind of a hunch. But um, mm-hmm. I, I I would love to bet somebody be like, you know, I think I can make more on a Tuesday afternoon about two thirty than I would on a Friday night at six with a plus five dollar peak pay. I, I think I, at I think Tuesday at two thirty, yeah. I'm the only driver. Yes, and there's more offers to cipher through. And with, with DoorDash, your acceptance rate doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think you bring up a great point, Chad. Like, I'd rather not have the peak. I treat peak the, the way I look at peak pay, and I've talked about this in some videos. It's a bonus. So if if I'm yeah. dashing and they they decide to add a dollar, or if I know I'm already going to dash in Webster Groves and there's a two dollar peak. Or if they add it, like, it's just a bonus. I don't change my philosophy. I don't, you know, I don't, if it's a $2 peak and there's a $5 order, I don't take Mm -hmm. it because that means there's no tip. So for me, like, I don't change my philosophy. I treat it as a bonus. And it just means maybe I'll make $32 or $33 an hour versus 30. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd rather not have the peak. I've had good peak paid hours, but mostly most of my good days come when there's no peak at all. So Yeah, I, I, I pro- well, I wouldn't if the DoorDash base pay plus the peak pay was worth it. I would take the order, but like you said, mm-hmm. this is something I've my own personal kind of opinion and theory here is that the only problem with peak pay or surge or whatever it is is that it supplements the customer's tip. Like even on Instacart, if somebody doesn't tip, um, their order is going to sit in the queue for a long time. And then Instacart has their own version of surge or peak pay. Called, um, mm-hmm. Actually, it's called peak pay or a mm-hmm. peak, um, what is it called? Like, I, I forget right now, but it, so it kind of supplements their tip. And then I feel like it kind of teaches that customer that I don't have to tip because, you know, cause like, well, every time I place an order, I, my, I've still gotten my yes. food. You know what I call it? It, it enables the customer. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to enable them. So if I take, if there's a $3 peak and it's a $6 order going one mile, I still don't take it because I want that customer to understand like it's okay if they don't get their food. I know somebody's going to bring it, but I don't, I try not to be that guy because I want them to know that, Hey, just give me a dollar or two and then I'll take it. But 
you know, I've delivered to people that don't tip. I try not to. And and I don't, if I have a peak pay, I don't change my philosophy at all. Well, it's, it's nice that you're in a market where you actually have that option around here. It's like, if you're, if you're not working, you're not making money. Like, and I I won't take two or $3. Actually, I wanted to do a video of called the Uber eats hall of shame because Uber lowered their um, base pay, I think to $2 around here. I'm just like, that is like, slave wages that's, that's, i think that is embarrassing yeah, yeah. and they, people like if they're only like a mile from the store mm-hmm. it's only two bucks and they don't tip same thing on doordash yeah. i think doordash is three dollars uh, in my market doordash is three dollars and if it's yeah. a stacked order it's like two or 250 depends but it's three bucks yeah. where i'm at so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, you're right it can be it can be very market specific so when i try to tell people like a my thought or my the way i do my orders i understand that if you're in alabama or in oklahoma or in florida or chicago it could be very very different you're you know you have to you have to know your market that's the number one thing i try to tell people know your market go out there make mistakes and it's you know maybe a five dollar order in alabama is gold take it if that works for you just as long as you're consistent with what you're doing you can and you're making money then it's okay so yeah uh, i i really shouldn't say this because people think i'm picking fights but i'm not like i've seen people like who are in New York, LA, Chicago, you know, it's like these major metropolitan markets. And, you know, there's these very clickbaity videos of them holding a bunch of cash and they're like, I make so much money. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Cause there's a person every two feet from you. Um, yeah, and I, I've crazy. actually, it, maybe not to YouTubers, but like in Reddit and in Facebook groups, I've challenged people. I said, come to Orlando and see if you can make half of what you make in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. if you can match it, I will pay you like a thousand. I'll pay your hotel. I'll pay your plane. <laughs> and nobody's that'd be, that'd ever going to give me some, up on the offer. That makes them for some good content, man. That would be interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Have you ever worked outside of St. Louis? I haven't. Um, have I done? So the only thing I've done, I've done a little bit. So St. Louis, we also have an area called East St. Louis, which is technically in Illinois. Uh, it's on the other side of the river. It's on the other side of the river. So I've done stuff out there. I've done Uber out there. I've done a couple of DoorDashes. Not recently. This is last year. Um, but I've done, that's as far as I've gone. Um, mm-hmm. I've taken trips to Florida and I've turned the app on just to see, you know, you're curious, hey, is there, yeah. what's going on? You know, I've never taken a delivery. But um, yeah, so I stick to St. Louis. I'm We're... up to the idea of doing other states or other cities down the line that could be possible. But, you know, I haven't done that yet, so. Where in Florida did you go? Oh, uh, so I've been I've been to Orlando once, but uh, Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach. I've been to Miramar. Yeah, I've been to Miramar, uh, Jacksonville. Um, what's the other main part of Florida I've been to? I had family and stuff that was down there. I've been to Florida in the last three years, probably like ten times. Did you drive um, or fly? Oh, drive the whole every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can most of the time I can knock it out in 14, 15 hours. So I'm not going really south of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like I like Florida a lot. I've been there a lot. So yeah. Uh what do you have a set? Well, I guess what I was just gonna say, what days and hours do you normally work? Yeah, so I work uh I work every I give myself days off here there. So like I pretty much work every day though, but the last couple of weeks I've worked five days, one week. Last week I worked six days. But I usually start at about 1030 um, and then I'll go till 230 or three, depending on how much I've made. I try to make $100 on each shift. 
And then I usually take a break for lunch or run an errand or walk the dogs. And then I start at nighttime. Uh, I like to start at 430 or so um, in my market. I can get orders then. And then I'll go till I make 100, 100 or 125 bucks. So if I make my 100 bucks by seven, I'll stop. If, if I need to go till eight or 830, then that, that's what I'll do. Because my goal every day is $200. Um, sometimes I make a little less. Sometimes I make a little bit more. But that's what I average per week. Um, and, you know, there's times I've dashed till nine or 10. I don't like to stay out past 10, though, because in my market, it's all fast food, crazy long drive through line. So it's not worth it. But uh, you, uh, eight, or, eight or nine hours a day is what I usually do. So I was going to say, do you schedule in advance or do you just fire up the app? And, you know, yeah, it's a great question. I've never had to schedule. I've never, never had to see that in my market. I just, if it's slow, it'll tell you you can schedule because there's like maybe too many dashers or it's not busy. But I've always, the times I've picked, I've just been able to hit dash now. I hit the four things that I'm ready and I go. And then I could end at any time in my market. I could restart at any time. So I know people have asked me that before and I've, I've been very lucky that I've just, I just dash when I want. If I wanted to dash right now, I could dash. Yeah. You know, so that's, um, I, I'm in a very, very good market. I think, you know, I think the bigger ones, like you talked about Chicago, LA, New York, like yeah. I wouldn't want to even dash there. Cause I feel just so comfortable where I'm at. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to risk it. I don't think, uh, I don't think I could ever know. work in like a huge city. Like I don't even like to go down to downtown yeah. Orlando. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't like, I, I'd rather be smaller and local. And like, I like the fact that I know I walk into a lot of places and I would say eight out of 10 of the places I walk in, they know my first name and I walk in, they're like, Oh, you got this order. You got this, you got that. And they take care of me really well. And I probably, there's 20 or 30 places that I dash for. That's about it. And uh, it, it, it really works out for me. It took a lot of grinding to get there. It took, a lot of deliveries, a lot of mistakes. But for me, I recommend if you're in a market similar to my size where you can dash when you want, pick a good zone and stick in that zone and do the footwork and get to build those relationships and know what merchants are good, which ones are bad. Mm-hmm. And then even if you, even if sometimes I get good orders, a $10 order going three miles, if it's from a place I know slow, I automatically don't go. Or if it's a place I've had issues with, I just don't go. And my market's good enough to where I'll get another order pretty soon that's comparable to that. Yeah. Like is your zone um like like I live in, you know, Sanford slash Ma- Lake Mary, which is about 20 miles north of Orlando and it is like has like everything in this geographical area. It has farms. Well, I mean it doesn't the only thing it doesn't really have is like like big high rises and like a down like there's a little bit of a downtown but it's um mm-hmm. tiny even compared to this, but um so I mean like it has trailer parks farms but then it also has like hoods it has you know white picket fence suburban neighborhoods and it has super rich super super rich mansion areas i've seen lamborghinis and ferraris and mclarens wow. in garages that's correct that's crazy wow. yeah um and but it so I, where i was going with this is that it doesn't matter like on doordash uber instacart wherever um is that where if I can tell where the delivery is going to, like there's certain mm-hmm. neighborhoods that are bad. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going there. But then again, yeah, nine and 10 out of those orders, they're not tipping anyway. So, you know, yeah, when you attempted yeah. is how's your, how would you describe the so geographic area where you are? Mine is very diverse. Um, St. Louis is, 
has a very high crime rate. I live in an area that isn't considered great. You know, I don't mind it. It's not the ghetto, but it's not the hood. But some people might classify it as that, actually. But it's my city. What I love about it is it's extremely diverse. And it's really weird. You could be in one zip code. My zip code is 63118 in St. Louis, okay? Mm-hmm. And you could be driving down the block and you see some weird things, okay? And then the same zip code, five blocks over, and there's a million-dollar home. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Um, so it's very diverse. Um, I have – I can drive 20 minutes south and see tractors and cows and drive 20 minutes north and see all the hood corner stores and see all that kind of stuff. Um I like it because, and I I deliver in areas where some people might not want to drive because they think the tip's not good, but I'm taking orders that I know have tips. So it doesn't, you know, and and there are people in my area that do tip really well. It's very diverse. It's very young. A lot of young families, a lot of young couples, um, young, like just, it's, it's, it's a really good area for tips in that South Grand area. Um, It's up and it's up and coming. It's very progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get really good, you know, my average tip I get from my customers, five bucks. So nice. my average order I take is eight or $9. So it's, you know, but I've, it took me a while to kind of learn that. So, mm-hmm. um, so between seeing other, uh, DoorDash drivers, like in person or talking to them on YouTube or wherever, like, um, what's like. Well, maybe not, uh, not, maybe not one thing, but I mean, I'm sure you have a huge list of things, but like, what's something that the average DoorDash driver isn't doing that they should be doing? Oh man, that's a good question, Chad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm grab some average, water. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Yeah, go ahead. I think the average DoorDash driver, um, when I see people out, I do see a lot of people that don't use their hot bag. I was guilty of that in the beginning, but um, sometimes. But I think using a hot bag is important. I see people not doing that. And I also see people not thinking about, and I've talked to some people I meet um, live when I see them. Um, I talked to one guy today. His name is Tyler. Um, he, he just looks at the money versus the miles and the merchant and the drop off. And he just says, oh, if I see anything over eight bucks, I just take it. And not realizing like, well, is it leaving you in a good spot to get another order? Is it a good merchant? Is it $8, but you're going 10 miles? You know, like, are you going to drive all the way back? So then now it's like 20 miles you're driving for $8. Like, I see people not dissecting orders. They just look at the dollar and say, oh, I'm making eight bucks. Okay, that's great. Um, Yeah. So I see that. I see the hot bag not being used. I see people, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll just set, they don't look at delivery instructions enough. I talk about that and I see people, you know, they don't look at the customer says, don't ring the doorbell. They ring the doorbell anyway. They, you know, they leave the food in an inappropriate spot on the door and the door opens and it hits the bag and the bag knocks over. I've talked to people about that, like little things that really make a difference with your rating and everything like that. Um, I think the hot bag is the one I see a lot of people. They just don't use a hot bag. Um, And, you know, I, I, I use one. I think it perception is big and people are, even if it says leave at the door, people are at their window and they're like waiting for you and they're track and they, you know, they don't want to like have that contact, but if they see you with a bag and you're just holding this bag and letting it on the ground, they're wondering, did he use a hot bag? Did he not? Is my food cold? And, you know, so that's when I see a lot of people in the, in the, the mishandling of food. And I'm come from a restaurant background. I think yeah. that you got to just, if you can keep it hot and keep it cold, 
I think you kind of have a responsibility to do that. So yeah, that's I, the one. It's thing funny because I'm kind of I've kind of de-evolved or regressed on that because when I first started doing DoorDash, like I was bringing the red bag in hand inside the restaurant and then yeah, to, like to the door to the customer's door, and then ever since COVID hit. I still have the red bags in my car. I mean, if you watch any of my ride-along vlogs, you see them sitting on the passenger seat right there. Yeah, yeah. But what you don't see is that behind me, there's two huge catering bags. And so what I usually do now is I just go into the restaurant, grab the food, and then I put it in the catering bag, which is on the floor behind me. And mm-hmm. then when I um, make the delivery, I just take it out of the catering bag and bring it to the door because 90% sure. yeah. of them are leave it the door delivery. So it's yeah. funny. I have my red bags sitting on the passenger seat right there, and I, I very I rarely use them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but you're you're handling it. You're handling the food safe, which is good. So I guess I might see somebody like you and be like, "Oh, he doesn't have a bag," but I don't know. Well, he's got a cooler in his ba- in his car, and he's you know yeah. he's doing it the right way. So that's a great point. That's um, whenever whenever I order um, DoorDash as a customer, mm-hmm. I'm on the second floor, and I can look out my window and see into the parking lot, and. Yeah, I would say most of the drivers that I see, I can like, I can see. It, well, it depends if it's day or night, but I can usually see yeah. in their car. And a lot of yeah. them, they don't use hot bags. Or there's times where I even meet them, meet them outside down on the curb, and I can tell they just have the bags sitting there on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have you ever DoorDash. used uh, DoorDash as a customer? And if so, what's I have. Your experience? I have. I've used it probably maybe ten times. I haven't used it in maybe a month or so, but I've always had a good experience. The one thing I would say, the one exception. Um, I, I said, hand to me because I tip on the app and then I also throw sometimes a couple dollars. Right. Uh-huh. And I left the instructions. Hey, you know, I'll come down and meet you. I got cash it for you as well. And I went to the guy's car just because I'm like, you know, I'll make it easy for the guy. I don't care. Just, you know, and he had a dog sitting in the passenger seat and my food wasn't in a hot bag. And <laughs> basically my food was right next to this dog. And I thought like, that's kind of ballsy. Like that's good. You know, and I didn't say anything because I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm just not that guy. Like, I just said, hey, thanks, man. I still gave him the $3 or whatever it was. And but I thought, like, he's dashing with his dog, which is, I guess, okay. But, like, at least have my food in the back seat or have the dog in the back seat. I don't know. I thought yeah. that was kind of weird. Like, did the dog lick my food? Did he lick the bag? Like, you know, I have two dogs myself. I love dogs. But I don't think I would dash with my dogs in the front seat with somebody yeah. else's food. I, I don't know if that's even legal, even if they're uh... – <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Port yeah. dog or whatever. Yeah, it's just and his car was super like messy. His car right? was like his car was super dirty. Yeah. I try to keep my car clean. I feel like it's just a you know, it's it's a look thing too, man. Like you can't, you shouldn't be dashing with like a super dirty car with a dog in it. It yeah. seems bad. I don't know. Well, you you know what is that people like that? I I find they're probably more common than people like you and me, and that I I I put this on uh an instacart facebook group a long time ago but they they deleted it immediately and i said I it was like one of those it was it was uh you know the you the real mvp meme um yeah. I, like i was saying you the real it said all you turds out there that don't use hot bags that your car looks is a rust bucket and you know you don't message the customers and you do like yeah. the absolute bare minimum job because you guys are so such shit bags that anybody who even half asses it looks so much better in comparison <laughs> yeah. is that you wouldn't believe how many compliments I've gotten. Like, 
wow, you're so friendly. Wow, you're so professional. Especially, yeah. I, w- I wish they had, well, maybe they have it on, on DoorDash now, but on Instacart, yeah. like if somebody rates you five stars, they can leave a comment. And like a lot of my comments are like that, like the most professional mm-hmm. driver we've ever had. And like, mm-hmm. it's because they're so used to these turds. <laughs> they're used to the turds. Like you guys are the real MVPs because you're making me uh, look better. No, that's a, that's a really good point and very interesting. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I feel like I give pretty exceptional service as well. I think it's important. Uh, I, have a, I have a restaurant background, so like it's very normal for me to say thank you and please and you're welcome. And it's my pleasure. Yeah. Like those words naturally flow for me. So like I bring people food like you and I, I try to be as pleasant as I can be, even if even if they're not like I'm like, you know, thank you. Have a great day. And, you know, like that's just really natural. And I think it. I think it goes a long way. Like you have to give that kind of energy out and be positive. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people that do this and it's really easy to be on DoorDash, the platform, especially it's super easy. I think when I applied, I got, I think I was dashing in like two days and they have no idea who I am. They know the car, but is the car clean? Is it not clean? Am I presentable? Like, do I look nice? And there are a lot of dashes, like you're saying, like the guy I met that his car was filthy, he had his dog and he looked like he hadn't showered in a week. And I think that's probably the norm actually. And yeah. unfortunately customers see that, you know? Yeah. That's because there's such a low barrier to entry with these jobs is just basically if you have a pulse and you don't have a criminal record, you know, they'll hire you. Yep. Yep. There's the only company that I know of that has like any kind of barrier is shipped where you actually have to do mm-hmm. a video interview. I mean, you don't interview with a person, but they ask you a question. You have to talk to a camera. But um, wow, um, I didn't know I was going to ask is like, do you message your customers? Whenever I message my customers, uh, I thought it would show up. Hang on. I'm going to turn the... I send them this message. It says, hi, this is Chad, your DoorDash driver. I'm leaving the restaurant now. You can follow my location on the mobile app. I will be in a white Honda Fit. I have catering bags, which will keep your food hot and your drinks cold. That's, a, I mean, know. that, that, it looks like a lot. It, it, it is. Um, please is let me know whether to knock anything. I just sent this to my mom as a joke. She said, uh. that is mom. You right. <laughs> but, um, uh. but you know what, this, this message, um, because it also says, let me know if I should knock or ring bell or if you prefer stealth mode. Um, I like that. I like that. Because. I like that. Or and I said, or if you prefer old school face to face handoff, it's fine by yeah, me. Yeah, um, like that. Because so there's so many times. Uh, although I kind of, unless their note specifically says not to knock or not to ring the bell, I usually do, mm-hmm. um, just so that they know that I'm there. Because not everybody uses the app, or if they do, they don't yeah. always pay attention to it, or they don't have notifications yeah. turned on. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my default is. I always knock or ring unless they specifically say not to. What's yeah, your... I, I think um, that's, that's a good point. I, and what, so I look at the instructions and I read them like two or three times. This is how my brain like, okay, look at the address. Okay. Ring bell. Or does it say not ring bell? And I'll read it a couple of times just to be sure. Um, but I typically, I ring the doorbell during the daytime. If it doesn't say, if it doesn't say specifically not to, I'll ring the doorbell. And then leave it door, take a picture. Boom. If there's no doorbell, I will knock during the day. At nighttime, I don't, unless it says to ring the doorbell. Then I just follow the, at night, I follow the instructions because I never know are there kids, are there dogs? Like, yeah. you know, 
Um, also, some what I have found a lot of customers in the special delivery instructions they they automatically save. So if somebody says instructions like deliver this and then also make sure I have napkins and this and that and soy sauce, but it's McDonald's like they don't update all the time, right? So some some customers will have instructions in there that could be from last week's order that don't apply to today. I run into that problem sometimes too. Um, but I typically do ring the doorbell and knock during the daytime unless it says not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, I also I do send I send text messages if the order is really going to take a long time and I know that and I'm willing to wait. I'll let them know I'm waiting on your order. It might be a little while. People do seem very appreciative of that. Um, and then I send one text message um, on most orders, letting them know my ETA. And I, I just, all I say, and you know, some people, this is kind of like UDM did a video about like over communicating. And I, I did agree with most of what he said, but I do send one text message. So if it's, when I hit directions, if it says I'm 10 minutes away, I send one text and I say 11 minutes. That's all I just say, 11 minutes. That's it. Um, I give myself, I add one minute so that if I run into any issue with a traffic light or something or an accident or whatever, I give myself that one minute buffer so that even if I'm late, I'm early, if that makes sense. Or if the customer sees 11 minutes and I show up in 10, they feel like I'm early and maybe that's a good thing. Um, so that's what I do. I don't, I try not to over communicate, but I do ring doorbells and knock. That that note I showed you, it says, it also says no, um, I, did I delete it? I used to have a note on here. Uh, I I guess I changed it. I, I I rewrite this all the time, like when I'm sitting around. Do you? Uh, <laughs> it used to have a note. It would say, no, DoorDash often stacks multiple orders without yes. telling the customer. There may be deliveries, drop-offs or deliveries ahead of you. Yes. And um, it, that also covers your ass if you're doing if you're multi-apping, if you're doing Uber Eats, Grubhub, and DoorDash at the same time, because mm-hmm. um, I get a door, like if you're just doing one DoorDash, one Uber Eats, one Grubhub. Um, actually, I, I, if you ever use Uber Eats as a customer and the driver has gotten a stacked order, it'll tell you, it'll say driver mm-hmm. is picking up another order. Driver is dropping off first order. Um, mm-hmm. But DoorDash, as far as I know, doesn't say that. No, they don't. So, um, I, I don't think they do. Yeah, I, I, I say that to the customer just to kind of cover my ass because um, although it's never really ha- it's happened once. It's well, I deleted this video, but so a long time ago, like September, October 2018, when I first started doing and it was actually a Postmates order. Um, so I was mm-hmm. doing I was trying to do DoorDash and Postmates at the same time. And, you know, and this is before I started sending messages. And I uh, so I got a Postmates order for Qdoba, which is it's kind of like Chipotle. Actually, I think it's better than mm-hmm. Chipotle. Um, I like Qdoba. I go to, I go to Qdoba yeah, a couple of there's, times. There's there's one yeah. like a mile down the road from here. I go there a lot. But yeah, I like. Anyway, it. Yeah, so little did I know that it was an order and pay, on because I thought every like I was so used to doing DoorDash and Uber Eats. I was just everything mm-hmm. was show up, say the name, and grab the food. And so I, for you saying for Postmates, for yeah, Postmates it was order and pay. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Fortunately. <laughs> There was, it was like eight or nine o'clock on like a Wednesday or something. So there was nobody in the store. So I was a pretty quick in and out, but still. Um, And then I got a, there was a Chinese food place right next to Qdoba and it was going like probably two miles in the opposite direction. And this guy was like five miles South. So it Mm -hmm. was like a mile, two miles East and then, or go 
five miles south for the um, Postmates delivery. So mm-hmm. I feel the Chinese food made that delivery. Then I go and make the Postmates delivery. And it was funny because like technically it was on dash cam, but it was so far away. Like you couldn't hear anything or couldn't really see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this guy, like this old, well, probably, I mean, he's probably like in his fifties or sixties and he was so pissed. He's like, what the hell? I was following you on the app, <laughs> but it was like, he well, didn't call he's like, me. Where are you going? Where are you going with my food? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what, that's what I worry about. That's why I send these messages. And like, really everybody should, yeah. if you're multi-apping, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. And I, I, and it, it, here's a, a life hack for everybody watching out there. And it's kind of a gray ethical area but mm-hmm. so if you and i or i order through the chipotle app all the time and then chipotle just farms it out to doordash um mm-hmm. and it happens like it, well, it seems to happen like once every two or three months but so like i'll order chipotle and you know the app will send me all the updates and everything and i'll i'll watch the driver on the gps i really try not to but it's hard it's, it's addictive it's what we do. We're, that's what yeah. we do, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll see the driver go like way out of the way or I'll see them stop in the middle of nowhere and like sit there for like 10 minutes. Like, and I can, like they're like in the <laughs> suburbs. They're not like. Yeah. So I'll actually, I, I, this happened once where I actually messaged the driver. said, Oh my God, are you okay? And the driver was like, yeah, why? And I was like, well, I see on the map, you're sitting at this for like 10 minutes. I thought you were in a car accident. She's like, <laughs> and, um, did she call you creepy? Is she like, that's creepy. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, what was supposed to be a quick 10, 15 minute delivery took almost an hour. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Chipotle always asks you to rate the order. And then this has happened to me like probably two or three times. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll put one star and like, they'll say what happened and I'll say exactly what I just happened. Like I yep. saw that I saw the driver go way off route. They didn't message me by the time mm-hmm. they got the food to me, it was ice cold. And then, Chipotle will yep. comp me with a free meal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So what would you have done if you got a text from her saying, I have another order. I'll be on my way shortly. Like, would you have still been as concerned by getting it an hour later or would that have helped? Yeah, that definitely would have. Um, because every time I order something, it doesn't, if it's DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, whatever, I always have to pretend that I'm not a driver and I just kind of put myself in the yeah. shoes of like a reg of a normie or whatever. But it's hard not to, cause we're drivers. Yeah. Right? Like that's what we do. So I'm like, well, these people, they didn't make an effort at all. And it's, you know, it's funny. And it kills me because on Instacart, when you start shopping, it actually has built-in messages there where it just says, send greeting. You know, all you gotta do is push one button. And whenever I order Instacart, I don't think I've ever, I've ordered Instacart maybe like 20 times. Mm-hmm. Maybe like once ever has somebody sent me a message like I'm starting really? or whatever they do like nothing because well not because but um, I mean obviously I mean it's Florida we have a lot of immigrants here a lot of people mm-hmm. English their second language mm-hmm. and, uh, and, they're pro- even, and they're doing and they're doing gig work yeah a lot of yeah. people from Central and South America a lot of Brazilians here um, who uh, a lot of people don't know this is that in Brazil they speak Portuguese, not Espanol. They, they do. A lot yeah. of people don't know that. You're right. You're it's right. funny because, like, I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish, but like, I know certain words. Like, so, like, if I listen to people talk, I can kind of make heads or tails of what they're saying, but like, I couldn't carry on a conversation. You know, all I know is like, sure. Donde esta la zapateria? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need to know. Yeah. You like, if you, you probably, if you had to go to Mexico and go to a bar, 
and yeah. and hang out for a day, you could well, probably be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what. And where's the bano? And you're and you're good. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I have. I was in the navy for ten years, and we went. Um, it's funny. You go to Europe, everybody speaks English. Doesn't matter what country you're in. And you go to. I've been to Nicaragua. Puerto Rico, um, Colombia. Puerto Rico, that's that's where I'm from. Shout out to Puerto Rico. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans around here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, actually, it's funny when you go to Central and South America. Like most people there don't speak English. Um, mm-hmm. It's not until they come to the United States that they learn it. Or I mean, I guess if you're if you grew up in Puerto Rico, probably they teach ESL probably in like second grade up, right? Yes, because it, because it's it's a state, but well, it's not a state, but it's a territory. Territory, but, yeah. The one thing about the one thing about Latinos and people of Hispanic heritage is that we are extremely proud mm-hmm. and and very old school sometimes, and we want to keep our language. And mm-hmm. if we're if we're in our native country, we don't want to speak anything but that. And if we come to America or somewhere else, then maybe we'll start to learn the language by the second or third generation. But yeah. it's very different than parts of Europe and other areas. Like we just want to speak Spanish. That's it. Mm-hmm. Man, we've been going a long time. I have this huge list of questions that i didn't even get let's we, well, let's, like let's, get, let's knock round. out let's, let's knock out let's do a lightning yeah. round i think that's a good idea yeah, yeah how that. many how many red bags have you gone through okay so i've gone through one doordash red bag i threw it away because it was trash uh, my postmates bag i lost i don't know where it is and i got a the current bag i use is a free bag from emo's pizza local pizza joint and it's the best bag ever so i'm on my third bag as a, that was another question is do you have a do you have an actual pizza bag or is yeah, it? Uh, it's a, it, technically it's a pizza bag I've converted and I use for everything. I can fit six pizzas in there. Wow! Um, but I use it for regular bag. It's the best bag. It doesn't have a. It's Velcro, mm-hmm. no zipper. It's sturdy. I hold it. I kind of clutch it. Um, it's a backpack too. You can put it on your backpack if you wanted to. It's awesome. I re- wow. highly recommend it. Yeah. Kinda, I think that it sounds like the the Grubhub bag that I got. It's a maybe it's similar to that slash tote bag. Yeah, you can either awesome. carry it horizontal or vertical. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any um, gizmos or gadgets? Like, have you seen my video? I have that six drink caddy that ties. I don't. I don't have anything yet. I need to get something for drinks. Uh, I I ordered. I thought I ordered something, but it hasn't come yet from Amazon. But oh, so I don't have anything. A link to that on Amazon. I think it's please. like twenty bucks. Let, if you please, use my link, all I have is a bag. Five cents off your purchase. Cent. <laughs> Send me five cents. Send me the link. I all I have is, is one a, one bag. Do you keep a stash of napkins and straws and utensils in your car? I do not. Um, the only thing I do keep, though, is I keep the cup holders. So, um, uh, like the like cardboard. A, like, yes, I have some of those in my back. I haven't had to use one in a while, but I've run into times where somebody tries to give me cups, and I don't have any cup holders, and there's five cups. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I keep some of those, but I don't have any napkins or utensils or anything like that. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I have napkins in the car, but they're for me. <laughs> well, sure. I don't have them for my customer. I have them for me, but I, yeah, I'm not going to give them. Because I, I, I think but, like it's the restaurant's job, especially yeah. post-COVID, to yes. put all that stuff in the bag. Yeah. You know? Most, I would say 75% of the orders I pick up are sealed or stapled. So yeah. I don't know what's in the bag anyway. I have to yeah. trust. Some of the local smaller places, like some of the Chinese joints and a couple other little places, give me just a plastic bag that's kind of still open. But I don't, I don't go in that food. I don't add anything to the bag. No. Yeah. Um, do you fill drinks 
That's a controversy um, among drivers. It is. And honestly, I don't know why. Um, I've probably filled maybe 10 drinks out of my 3,000 trips. And it's always from one place, Firehouse Subs. Um, and I've, I don't have a problem with it. It takes me maybe 10 seconds. So I, I don't have a problem with it at all. But I'm also a food handler. I'm serve safe certified. Like I know not to touch this or not to touch that, not to put my hand in the cup. I have no problem doing it. Yeah, you know that. I, Most drivers don't. <laughs> I know that. I do think we shouldn't have to. But if I get to a place and they hand me a cup and say there's a Diet Coke, and it's an eight dollar order. I'm not going to unassign that order. I'm going to make the diet coke and be on my way. Yeah. So, there's, yeah. but I've only had to do it ten times. So. There's a Burger King, or well, there used to be. There's a Burger King inside a Walmart, um, where like they don't even have a drink station behind the counter. So if they want the and they the customers always have drinks. They would hand me the cup, and yeah. say fill yeah. it up. And I never really bothered me. It's just kind of and also it's like you're waiting around anyway. So like I know bingo. Yep. I know a lot of drivers like. Like it's not my job to fill drinks, and yeah, technically you're right. But it's like, but if you went to a Burger King, McDonald's, any of those places where they give you a cup and you would fill it yourself, yeah. would you would you sell the same thing? That's I don't know. If you're, Bill Burr had a bit about that a while ago. One of his specials. He's like, oh, I don't work here. Why don't you go over there? And fill it up? <laughs> you know, I, I honestly, man, like that's a good question. I know uh, DoorDash Dad. I talked to him today on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Great guy. He's helping me a lot. Um, he doesn't like to do the cups and that's fine. That's on him. Right. I don't mind at all. Like I don't, I just don't, if I'm already going there, I don't want to unassign cause it's a good order. If I'm there, it's a good order for me. I don't want to unassign it cause I've already wasted my time going just cause I don't want to make a cup. It's, it's going to take me, I can probably count to five and make a diet Coke and put a lid on it. So for me, it's not a big deal. I do have a, uh, a funny, well, not funny, but a memorable story about that. I remember once it was probably about a year ago. Um, I think it was, I can't remember. I, I want to say Wingstop or some other, or maybe a Panda Express, you know, one of those places mm-hmm. where it's not quite mm-hmm. fast food, but it's not sit down food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fast casual. Yeah. Yeah. Where I had to fill up a drink and you know, how, like when you fill it up, it gets all foamy and you can't see where the drink is. So you just, mm-hmm. So like I was filling up yeah. the drink and then I just slapped the top on and I was probably multi-apping at the time. And um, I remember these people, they were in an office building kind of like this. And it's mm-hmm. an office building I had been to many times. And every time I had been there before, the people had always met me outside in the parking lot because like they don't let strangers in the building or whatever. And sure. I messaged yeah. the lady and I said, are you going to meet me outside or do I have to come upstairs? And she wrote back like, yes, please come upstairs. Um why why wouldn't you come upstairs something very snarky like that and i was just <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah every time i'm like oh sorry just every time i deliver to this building people meet right. outside and she's like okay fine i'll come down and she came down and i handed her so the food was already running a little late and i had like you know that four drink caddy in the cardboard thing and i handed her the oh drink. yeah and she's like these are only half filled what the hell and i'm like yeah <laughs> those stupid chipotle workers <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, how would she know the difference, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And uh, it, and uh, with uh, the worst is with straws. Is usually what I do is I will do it like in a restaurant where they tear off the straw and leave the paper on the top and then stick it into the the cup mm-hmm. because trying mm-hmm. there's like there's nowhere else to put the straw or you put it in the plastic bag and then it gets bent or 
I put it, I put it in a plastic bag or I set it inside the little carrier or uh, like with Wingstop, there's like a fold, like they fold them and seal them and I can put the straw like in the actual bag. It's like sticking out. I do that with Wingstop often, but I don't, I don't actually put it in the actual drink itself. Um, and some of my merchants have like a little sticker they put over the drinks. A lot of them do. So you can't do that anyway. Oh yeah. But, Ever um, since COVID. Yeah. That's how it is now. Yeah. They, they got the little sticker on there. That, that's kind of good. I think so. I should ask, well, I think you're using your phone. I was going to say, if you can show what's your metrics, like what's your, uh, Oh record? yeah. I, I share with my, with my channel too. I, uh, the video that'll come out tomorrow. I I'm very transparent. I share the good things I do, the bad things I do, my mistakes. I share my ratings. So I'll share them right now. Um, I'm at a four, a four, nine, six. Wow. So really I'm at, I got 99 fives and I got one number one. I don't know what the one's for, but if that one drops off soon and I get a couple fives, I'll be at a 5.0, which I'm, I'm really trying to go for. I'm at a 18% acceptance. For me, that fluctuates anywhere between 6% and I get into the high 30s sometimes. Uh, 91 completion, 92 on time, and then I'm at 30, 26 for my DoorDash deliveries. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to pick up on camera. I have two contract violations, which they should have cycled out by now. They don't. It's supposed to be yeah, on a hundred rolling one hundred average. Yeah. 0.94 customer rating. It took me forever to get that back up. My acceptance rate is twenty seven percent. Completion rate ninety three. My on time or early has been stuck, literally frozen at eighty three percent for like two years. It does not go up or down. Yeah, mine doesn't really fluctuate. I think mine's been as high as ninety three, but. That's mine's been at 92 for a while. Yeah. My yeah, on time early. Some kind of weird glitch. I don't know why they don't fix that. Uh, I've had a couple. I've had three contract violations. Uh, they were all scammed. And then they went, one went away. One was last year and it took a while to drop off. The other two were this year and they dropped off within like a day because mm -hmm. I, I took care of them like immediately. But I've definitely had a couple of those. So, do you have a single greatest delivery memory? Like either it was such a positive experience or just like you made like a ton of money when you weren't expecting to or. Okay. I'll, I'll give you two. So one was a ton of money. Uh, it was from a local Euro spot and I saw it was on DoorDash. I saw the amount of items and I was like, Oh wow. I know that place. I was like 50 items. I was like, Oh my God. And the payout was $8 and it was going like eight miles. And I said, I said, something's up with this order. That's a lot of items. I was like, I'm taking it. I, I took it and then I saw the subtotal, 550 bucks. I was like, yes, sir, this is gonna be a hidden tip. Like I was expecting, I was like, oh, wow. So they tipped me 50 bucks. So it was a $58 payout. It's my highest payout I've ever had. This was maybe two months ago. And I don't know, it probably took me 20 minutes to complete the order. And I was like on cloud nine. I was like, it was like right at like 12 o'clock, big lunch order for a big construction company. They were super nice. I went in, it was like four bags guy helped me actually grab one of them out of the car like yeah. super great delivery 58 bucks i was like yeah that's like the highest paid one i've ever had um the best one i've had was probably when i delivered um some uh baby diapers and like some infamil to a mom and i i it was a hand to me it was a walgreens i think it was like a six dollar order going one mile i was like yeah i like the walgreens i'll do this all day and I, I, she came to the door. She had the baby with her. I handed it to her. She looked at me. I can tell she had been crying. And she goes, thank you so much. You just like, you have no idea how much you just saved my day. And I was like, 
thank you. I'm, I'm glad I could help. And that made me feel really good because mm-hmm. this was probably, that's all she said. But I, in my mind, I'm thinking maybe she's a single mom. She's having a bad day. The baby needs diapers. Maybe the dad's at work. The baby needs food. And I'm like, I just helped us. I helped a mom with like an infant. And I felt really good about that. So that's the best delivery like yeah. I, that I felt like I did something good. So, yeah, un- unfortunately, I don't really have any heartwarming <laughs> delivery stories like that. <laughs> Not that I, can well, I got I got a few more deliveries than you, though, at least on DoorDash. You probably got a lot more overall. But yeah, um, yeah. But you know what they are? Work. It's the, the comments on Instacart of but because um, a lot of those, I mean, but it, like I said, like 90 percent leave the door now. Um, mm-hmm. what restaurants do you absolutely refuse to pick up from? Oh, so this is a great question, Chad. Um, I've been, I've picked up from here before these places. There's two of them and I'll never go back. Wendy's in my market <laughs> is the slowest. And I've, I try and I've give, I've picked up, I've probably done five deliveries from them, but after this last time I was like, never again. And steak and shake steak and shake is, uh, the worst. Uh, they're slow. They're rude. Um, steak and Shake in my market all went away besides one. And now they're starting to come back. They got franchise and people are bought them. They ran terribly. The tips are bad. Those two merchants, I stay away from. I refuse to go to them. Even yeah. if, yeah, I just can't. I can't do it. I don't it. know if it is like it was nationwide or, or regional or what. Because up until like, I think like last summer, Wendy's was all order and pay. And then they mm-hmm. finally made it so that it was just pick up and go. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, yeah. Wendy's is, is pretty slow. And th- this was like, well, that was pre COVID. So um, I, I almost never go to Wingstop because like, it's at least a 20 minute wait. See, um, I do a lot of Wingstops and I've unassigned, but I did probably six Wingstops today, but uh, I think it's market specific and it's Wingstop specific, but I'll do Wingstops all day long. And I walk in, they know me and they, they're, they're, they have bad days sometimes, but then I just on the signs say, Hey, they're having a bad day. Short step. But I do wing stops. I probably do 40 wing stops a week at least. Yeah. Wow. Um, that, I, that was my next question. Well, uh, what's your favorite restaurants to go to? Oh, uh, good question. So I like, so I, my business model I like to do local versus chain if I can, because I'm trying to, I will next year I'll have my own delivery company helping just small local spots. So there's a place called King and I on South Grand. I love them. A couple brothers work there. They're really good. Every time I go, the order's ready. Like it's just ready and the payouts are good. And the drop-offs are usually like blocks away. It's my favorite spot to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I like, there's another spot called VP square, which is like right next to it. This is really good. Um, I like local spots. Those are my ones that are the best because I feel like I'm helping a local family. Yeah. These are all family run spots and and the tips are usually good on those too. So but King and I is my number one. I pick up from there 40 or 50 times a week. Every order is at least eight, nine, ten bucks. Does does this ever happen to you? Um, there's a few places around here. I don't know if it's just this area or what, but you ever go to restaurants and they ask you to sign a piece of paper aside from a credit card receipt like it's just like it could be yes. like almost like a napkin you're just like just sign here that you picked it up like, wow yeah no that's good you have a security um, so, camera right there there, there. yeah so the wing stop i go to does that sometimes i haven't done it in a few weeks but they had like a spreadsheet because so many people say they didn't get the order probably 
But then Hot Box Cookies, which is a local spot in St. Louis, every time I go, I got to sign a little sheet. I got to put my name, the company, the order number, the time, and the date. And I do it, and I got no problem doing it. And there's a couple of Chinese, local Chinese spots that they actually have me show them the order and hit confirm before I leave. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind doing that. It's all good. They got their reasons, but I, I definitely filled out some papers in my day. That's for sure. I was just about to say what you just said. And I'm like, that's, that's annoying because like they got hosed by some other drivers. So now it's just everybody yeah. guilty until it's proven. Innocent. I know. Right. It is. It is. And I've, I've had to fill out. So today I went to hot Box twice and then I went to Chinese China King twice. And both times I had to fill the paper and both times I had to show the same lady, yep, I got the order and I had to confirm it before she'd give me the food. Do you do Walmart deliveries? I have. I don't recommend them, but I've, I've done probably 10 or 12 in my mm -hmm. delivery life. Um, most of them early, um, like months ago. I did one two weeks ago, though, because I was trying to do a promo deal and it, it made sense. I think 99% of Walmart orders are trash. Every once in a while, you get the golden ticket and it's mm -hmm. like, I, yeah. you know 1650 for like five miles i'll do that um yeah, it so i'm not so many items i have too it depends on items i've done yeah, walmart items where there's a hundred items like i've done that where they fill up your car i'd actually rather do that than go inside because when i go inside it actually takes longer for me but 99 out of 100 i won't do them every once in a while if it makes sense certain right certain time of the day a good drop off i'll take it you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I haven't done a, I haven't been offered a Walmart on DoorDash in a long time. I think they're doing a oh, lot wow. through like roadie and point pickup now. And actually, I think, I think I heard like Uber Eats or some other app. I don't know. So, I decline at least 20 Walmart orders a day. Minimum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they send them to me a lot. They can be, you know, they're lucrative if you do them like real early in the morning when before the rush. And also with you, I treat Walmart like they're um, Instacart. So like I put everything in my insulated bags and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and I message the customer that they're going to be in insulated bags. And um, I remember pre-COVID, I used to be getting like $10, $20 cash tips at the door because people would see me with the bags. Yeah. Like, wow, no other yeah. drivers do this. I'm like, yeah, it's because yeah. I get you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had some horror stories with Walmart and um anyway moving on oh what made you want to start doing youtube videos great question um yes yeah, so i was doing doordash and gig work long before the youtube the youtube's only been eight weeks but i think so I, the main reason was it's twofold but the main reason was i learned a lot from youtube mm -hmm. i don't watch a lot of tv i watch youtube for sports content motivational stuff when i started doing youtube i saw channels and I was like, ooh, I, I was learning stuff. So as I started getting good with it and running into scenarios, I said, I think I could be good at YouTube. Like I want to show, I want to, and I want to teach people how to do it because the Dash, the DoorDash platform has so many new people coming every day that there's always going to be people looking to how to, how to Dash and getting tips and tricks, right? And I thought I want to, you know, I learned from UDN, uh, uh, DoorDash Dad, uh, Sarah Elizabeth, there's a girl named Carmise, a girl named T, you paid to drive. I, like, I learned from these people. So I was like, I want to do, I want to teach other people. Right. So I, and, and I, I run into crazy scenarios and I think it's good entertainment. Right. So I just, you know, my girlfriend was like, you got to, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. And I said, you know what? You're right. Well, I'm just going to do it and see how it pans out. 
And then here we go. This is where we're at right now. So yeah, how do you make your videos? Because you have your phone phone, then are you using an extra phone as the camera? Yeah. So, you well, have an so camera? I actually bought this phone. It's an iPhone six for $150. It was used. I added it to my my plan. Looks and like then I use I use the phone I'm using right now to talk to you to record. So I, I have a two phone system. I don't have a GoPro or a body cam or anything. And I'm just, you know, showing people the content on this phone as far as the orders I take. And then I'm recording with my iPhone uh, 11. You got to get uh, a case, you know? Yeah. I, I so I need, box. To, I need to get one for this phone. I got one for my main phone, but this is my dash phone, but mm -hmm. I do need to get a case for this because like it's super small and like I drop it and it goes yeah. in between the seat and like, yeah, I need to protect it. That's Actually, sure. you know, the, uh, the real key isn't so much the case. It's the screen protector. If you can get a, uh, uh, yeah what's it called tempered glass yeah tempered yeah. glass screen protector goes a long way more than the actual case i i definitely need to do that with that i've been slack and i haven't i haven't protected this phone in any way yet so. i was gonna ask did you ever have a dash cam when you were doing uber no and i wish i did because yeah. this i mean the content would have been phenomenal but i didn't have a dash cam i was at that point i was just grinding and hustling and just trying to work and I never thought about having a dash cam at that point. So Yeah, that's I if you, the dash cam I use. See, I've gone through two of them. They're the same company. Mm -hmm. The one I was doing when I was doing Uber um the Blackview DR650S which had the night vision on the internal camera. But once mm -hmm. I stopped doing Uber, I was like I don't really need the night vision camera because the night vision camera if you use it during the day, it makes everything looks pink because it's mm -hmm. infrared. So then I upgraded or maybe lateral graded to the 750s, which has um, the internal camera is full color like this, but it doesn't have night vision. So if you use mm -hmm. it at night, you know, it's kind of useless, but it's 1080p inside mm -hmm. and out. And the, the, the sound on it's pretty good. I wish there was a way to plug a mic into the dash cam. Yeah. But it's funny because yeah. sometimes when I'm, when I'm driving, I have actually three cameras in the car because I have, you know, the dash cam and then, well, four, because there's two, like there's two cameras, one facing the road, then one facing the inside of the car. And then uh -huh. got my iPhone 12 is my mm -hmm. actual phone phone. Then I have my old eight here. This is what I use if I'm going to do a body camera or something. Um, yeah, that's cool. Actually, I thought that's about, cool. I thought about getting a, um, like a spy cam, like they're like, they're like a pen. Mm -hmm. um, because like if you saw my last video, the last ride along or last two of them, I had the it's this full mount thing that you put on your chest and it's yeah, such a looks, pain. That, and yeah, that looks, it seems uncomfortable too, I would think. I see so many, you know, YouTubers who who do, you know, day in life ride along videos. And so they must have like two phones, like one for the DoorDash and one to film. And they're probably well, that that's yes. that's what that's what I do. Uh, yeah. I have the phone and I'm out and I just take like it I need two with hands. me. And when, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it, sometimes it can be a lot, but, but I want to ask you a question. So when you have your dash cam and you were doing Uber, uh -huh. uh, do where you, you, you tape actual ride share, right? Do you have to have like a sign saying that you're being recorded or do you just record it? Um, I had one in it, like on the windshield, like in the top right corner on the passenger side. And there was also a sign on the seat. Okay. And I, yeah. I forget if Florida is one of those states where you have to tell people or not, but I would mm -hmm. just, you know, I never, th there was like a few people like 
these like hood rats I picked up that were like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on camera. I'm like, oh, you can get another fucking Uber. And then you then get another Uber. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um, I was always wondered about that. What you know, what people's perception was of being recorded or whatever. You kind of just mentioned this when I was what other YouTube channels do you watch and like um so I watch a lot of DoorDash because I like to get ideas and people's perspective and I watch the up and coming people and I want to support them. I watch a lot of, I'm a big sports nut. I watch a lot of sports stuff. I watch Joe Rogan. Um, I watch some comedy stuff. Like yeah, I just go down the YouTube rabbit hole sometimes and I find things that interest me and just watch, man. Cause like I said, I don't watch TV. So I watch, I watch movies and then I watch YouTube. So. Yeah. What do you use for editing software? Great question. So I don't have, I don't have a computer. Um, I don't have a laptop. Mm-hmm. I literally have dash phone, iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 comes with the, the movie app. Right. So basically I take all my video clips. I, I go to my movie app and then I start a movie and I just add the clips as I want. I save it to my device. I upload to YouTube. That's it. Wow. So that would drive me so, nuts. I use my computer here with two screens and like sometimes not, that's see, not enough <laughs> for me that that's the i am not very computer savvy and like to, for me that would take too long i literally like i'll make a video tonight in bed before mm-hmm. i go to sleep it'll take me about 30 minutes to mm-hmm. put it together and uh and that's it and then i'll upload it tomorrow at about 12 or 1 it'll be live and then it goes to youtube at four or five maybe and that's it so i spend very little time i don't edit i just it's really it's really just old school. I want people to feel like they're with me in the dashing and I show them the yeah. orders and I keep it as simple as I can keep it. I don't do crazy thumbnails. I don't even know how to do that. That to me is barely intimidating. I see like it's you funny. I was, and I was all these people say, that have the crazy thumbnails and I like, I think that's so, so cool, but I have no idea how to do that. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to do it up until like a month ago when I started researching it and it's actually pretty easy, but you have to have a PC. <laughs> Um, I see. I don't have a computer, and I don't know if I'll ever get one. If well, the channel grows to where I need it, maybe. But there's probably I, a way I don't to do know. It. Yeah. Um. Because like I use I'm PowerPoint. Sure. Um. Like if you have Windows 10, there's a built-in program called Microsoft Paint 3D, and what I I don't know if you've seen in my Instacart thumbnails, they're all mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Now, yeah. No, they're really this. cool, man. Like I, I think. Yeah. So awesome. I did was I just, just take a picture of me with a blank. You know, like my wall i don't have any paint pictures hanging up or like so like my wall yeah. is beige and just took um, all these pictures of me in these poses and i took like <laughs> you know um and i took like that's cool. I wore different shirts and different glasses yeah and so like can you import it with microsoft paint and you can actually remove the background and mm-hmm. then so you just have the transparent and then you can put it on then you import it into See, man, every, everything, everything you just said sounds simple, but like, I think that would take me forever. Like I'm just not, I'm never a computer guy. Like, yeah. I I could design thumbnails for you. Hey, well, Hey, I'm up for that because my thumbnail game, (laughs) well, we'll negotiate. (laughs) My thumbnail game is really weak. Like I have no idea how to do it. I'd rather just like sit in the car and like, I could do other things, but man, the thumbnails ain't my thing right now. So. Another thing you might want to try is, um, hey, say this is Leo. Oh, there's your cat. <laughs> what's what's the cat's name? That's Leo. I have two of them. Leo, cool. I got two dogs, man. Leo, what are you dogs. looking at? There's nothing up there. <laughs> Actually, you can't tell, but the wall behind me is green. Well, I figured it was because I, I know that's not the actual, you know, yeah. your, your actual scenery there. 
Actually, if you have a, on Zoom, if you have a flat wall behind you, you don't even need a green screen. It'll do this. You can. Um, but anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it, Leo, you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> you got a special guest here. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he sees a bug or something. Well, Tomorrow I have uh, I have back to back um, Whole Foods blocks on Amazon Flex. Have you ever applied or tried to do Amazon? No, never, never have. Never I would definitely have. recommend it because it's a good way. I don't know Amazon Flex is it's like the best and worst of everything because like it's nice because like you're guaranteed whatever that pay is, no matter if you knock out your block in 10 minutes or the full four hours, you know, mm -hmm. you're getting um, that same money. Yeah. And, and the whole, the whole food deliveries, you can make 30, $35 an hour because most whole foods customers are pretty well off and they're pretty generous tippers. And they're probably going to tip. Yeah. 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 But it's also, I would think you have think to, uh, a, yeah. Well, you don't have to, but what I do is I send them the same messages, more or less the same messages that I send on Instacart. And mm -hmm. I noticed that ever since I started sending these messages, like, hey, this is Chad, your Whole Foods driver. I'm on the way. Thank you for your tip in advance. Please write me. I don't even know if they can write you, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I noticed ever since I started sending those messages, my tips have gone way up. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. One of my, I did a, a ride along vlog back in March or February. And it says, watch me make $33 an hour. And like, that's absolutely true. And that was just from doing Whole Foods. So See, I don't know if I'll do Amazon or anything. I feel like I'm making that with DoorDash. I'm just comfortable and yeah. I don't want to risk it. You know, like I, I just, but you, I you should like always have a backup app because you can get deactivated. You, you know, can. And that's why I got my Uber because Uber was really good to me last year. So like if, if I get deactivated, knock on wood or something happens or DoorDash glitches, I'll turn the Uber on and I'll just do that. So yeah, and um, yeah. Sorry to shill, but I highly recommend getting Cover. That's the supplemental insurance, and mm -hmm. um, it's as low as seven dollars a month, which is all really? I pay because that includes the. If you get deactivated, they'll send. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever company you're with, they'll send them a a letter from like a legal firm. Really. Yeah, I need to. You need to. You need to. If you can send me that information, I'll. Oh, no, it's like in the description that. box of all my videos. Okay, uh, then I'll, I'll look. At, I'll look that up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. look at that for sure. All right, man. We went really long. I haven't gone this long in a long. Like me and Bentley, hey, it's went been about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's been an hour and a half. We had a good conversation, man. I appreciate you yeah, reaching I out to me, man. Like a Joe Rogan type podcast, you know, his goes like it. three hours, and they just it, it just flies by. Joe Rogan is a monster. He is a beast. The guy eats elk yeah. and smokes a lot of weed, and he's like, uh -huh. I don't even think he sleeps. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have uh, recreational marijuana there, or we do not, medicinal? not yet. We have medis We do have medicinal in Illinois. So if you live in St. Louis, you just drive twenty minutes to get it. So uh, Missouri hasn't passed that kind of bill yet. I think it's coming, but we don't have it yet. You don't have medicinal there, huh? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know. I don't smoke, but I have before. Yeah, I we smoke just now, but we just got medicinal in Florida last year. So there's now all these dispensaries popping yeah. up, and like you can buy CBD like anywhere now. A lot you of you can buy like, CBD here. Yeah, we, yeah. we got that. Well, CBD is like the non-psychoactive. You know, a lot of people hate Trump, but the well, not the one thing good thing that he, but a good thing that he did was that he actually was the one who legalized hemp. So like, no, it's a good thing. No, it's, 
over the I'm counter. I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of medical, obviously there's a lot of things that back up the, the, the positives and they, I think they outweigh, I think it should be legal. That's just my two cents, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going super long. I can't. If anybody watched all the way to the end, you're awesome. Oh, if yeah. you watch to the end, you are loyal. <laughs> you have uh, <laughs> a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, no. anything like that you want to plug? I do have TikTok, but I don't really do anything on it. But if okay. there is a TikTok, Pedro Dordas Santiago. And then I got YouTube. That's it. I got no Facebook. I got no Insta. I got no Snap. I got I would recommend no social media. Pretty fun. Is it? Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, we gotta come up with like with a catchy name for you, because like you know, like Bentley Coop does DoorDash Diaries, Derek is DoorDash Dad. I'm up, you know, I'm up, I'm up to suggestions. I, I think my thing, I start videos. My thing is, I bet on you set goals one day at a time. So I think the bet on you is what a lot of people like. So maybe it's like the bet on you. But right now, I'll keep it at DoorDash. And I, I think I want it to be organic. So what the people, whatever the people tell me they they like, is what maybe I'll make it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's like I'm Chattagee economist and I have the, the caricature. Yeah. I, I think back, like you and I are very similar age. And I think back to like the real early days of YouTube of like the angry video game nerd and nostalgia critic and like the mm -hmm. whole, like the nostalgia critic, the whole channel awesome family. Mm -hmm. And like, there's all these, the the contributors, they all were playing characters. Yeah, and yeah. Like, so I don't really think I'm playing a character. Like what you see is what you get with me. But yeah. it's also having Chad the Economist as like a logo, like a, is a character. Yeah, it's instead branding. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, instead of just Chad Poland, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people like, my name actually is very easy to spell, but it's hard to remember. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could be like Saint Pedro, the patron. You know what? You know what somebody said today? So somebody's been commenting, and they said. Uh, the Jesus of DoorDash, I guess, because of my hair. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can take that. But, you know, and the beer, like, so I think I want it to be organic. Like, I think whatever the, I'm, I'm the people's DoorDash guy. You know, like, yeah. I want, I'm for the people. Like, I, I want to give you guys real content and be very transparent. So I think organically, the name or whatever it will be will just happen. So, yeah. You ever watch uh, Joe Gig? He's out of Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's my dude, man. Me and Joe always comment. He's from Chicago. He's got the hair and a beard like yeah. me. Uh, I told him cool if I guy, could man. grow yeah. hair and a beard, uh, <laughs> we would be twins. Like, I, I literally can't grow. Nah, um, man, Joe. I can Joe grow, was cool, I grow man. a chin beard. If you're, I'm seeing my no, I saw your video. You had that nice soul patch. Like, it was, like, good. Like, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I usually grow that, like, when the weather gets colder. But yeah, um, it's funny. I shaved right before uh, we started filming, but. Uh, it's fine. All right. So we're really wrapping it up this time. We're, right good. we're good. We're good. Check Thank out you, Pedro. Chad. I'll put a link to his channel, obviously, in the description below. So thanks for watching. And I will see you guys real soon. Bye. Thanks, see you, brother. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.